Sean Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, as always, follow him at Bob Brack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. You guys and gals are in for a flipping treat the next two days. Bo and I did a long-winded, long-form interview yesterday with somebody that knows Kyler Murray very well. We'll talk about him in a minute. You're going to get part one today. You're going to get part two tomorrow. You're going to get thrown on Thursday today. These next two podcasts are something you are not going to want to miss. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook Live right now, on Twitter, as always. We are going to be posting several clips from the interview with the aforementioned gentleman on our YouTube channel. Check them out. This is one of the best interviews we've done. It is. And uh, he just so happens to have known Kyler Murray since they were 14 or 15 years old. Alex Clancy Bobrock once again. Steven Baca is his name, trainer and longtime friend of Kyler Murray. He's been training Kyler since he was a sophomore in high school. Um, Bo, the interview, I mean, it was an incredible interview yesterday. It was just raw. He was driving in his car safely, of course. <laughs> right. He had just got done training. He had just got done FaceTiming with Kyler. Yeah. And he popped on with us for 35 minutes. And it was a real treat to get to know the real Kyler Murray. You know, it's interesting. It, it feels like because Kyler Murray is a reserved guy. He's quiet. He's an introvert. And we get into that conversation in the interview. But uh, Stephen Baca seems to be, you know, the voice of Kyler Murray that uh, we haven't heard yeah. in a long time. Like all the things that you wanted to know about the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, you get that insight that you've craved for a long time from Stephen Baca, which is great because, you know, Kyler Murray's he's a, he's a very quiet, humble individual, but he's got that quiet confidence. So you don't hear him talk about himself. You don't hear him, like, the whole controversy, I guess we'll call it, about, you know, is he putting in the work for, like, Josh Allen did from year two to year three? Uh, it's gonna You're going to find out that's an emphatic yes. You just don't have Kyler Murray out there broadcasting it to the world. Stephen Baca will. This episode, yeah, he will. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Two guys know football very well. Brian Peacock, host of Locked On 49ers. Matt Williamson has been an NFL scout. He's been around the game for a long time. They do a daily NFL show, and it's killer. 28, 30 minutes of great NFL content from top news stories to scores, etc. Monday through Friday, just like Bo and I do. Check out Peacock and Williamson wherever you find your podcast. And Bo's right. Like Bo and I love Kyler's just humble confidence. You know, we like how he carries himself. A lot of people don't because, you know, he, he's not looked like as a leader because he's not a rah-rah guy. He's more of a rah-rah guy than you think, and you'll find out a little bit more about that again in the interview. How the interview is set up is part one that you're going to hear today is about high school and college, and then part two tomorrow, you're not going to want to miss the first question asked to Stephen Bach, who's known Kyler Murray since he was 15, is what happened on the Dan Patrick show during Super Bowl week. <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting is the uh... – you're like, okay, so high school and college, I'm more interested in the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, but it does set the stage. It does, There is a story that Steven tells us from him playing at Allen High School that will give you a lot of confidence when we talk about 
Kyler Murray not being a vocal guy, that when he does speak, it resonates and it does rally the troops, to use a bad analogy, on the on the sidelines, on the playing field. And uh, it's just got to get you amped. It's got to get you pumped up about the guy going into his third season, no doubt about it. Yeah, you're going to get 15 minutes today, 15 minutes tomorrow. Real quick, uh, there's been a leak of the new Madden cover, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Is it's it badass that Tom Brady's still playing football. Yeah. You know, it's it's it just it's just a reminder. It's very rare that a young buck coming up gets to play versus his idol as many times as they have. The old goat beats the new goat like myriad times. It's insane that that we're getting to watch this. And it sparks the question. We're going to do this very quickly because mm-hmm. Stephen Baca coming up is a long uh, a long chunk here for our second segment. Bo We've seen Lamar Jackson, after his MVP year, make the cover of Madden. Patrick Mahomes is going to make the cover probably 15 times. (laughs) Will Kyler Murray ever grace the cover of Madden? No doubt about it. Absolutely. Like, he has, you know, might be quiet, but he's got commercial appeal. He's got appeal to a nationwide audience. We're already seeing that. Like, we've got Cardinals fans all over the country already because of Kyler Murray and his skill set, because of the intrigue of being a two-sport three-sport star if you include esports, and that's also why it's going to be a slam dunk, why he's going to be on the cover, because of FaZe Clan, like the esports gaming crew that he belongs to with Bronny James. He's going to be part of it. Why not? It just seems like a perfect match to uh, to just market him as the cover athlete. Now, there has to be some work done here, and that's just if Kyler Murray continues the progression that he's already on, that trajectory where he was you know, the offensive rookie of the year. He had 37 total touchdowns last year. Uh, there will be a year where he, it's going to work out. The stars are going to align, and I, I can guarantee, almost guarantee, he's going to be on the cover of Madden Football. Agreed. Agreed. There's no nothing more even to talk about that. Stephen Baca coming up next. Longtime friend and trainer of Kyler Murray. He knows Kyler. It's Kyler's parents, and it's Stephen Baca. I mean, that's the inner circle for Kyler Murray, it seems. He joins us next. Exclusive interview with Stephen Baca next, Lockdown Cardinals. Uh, first, though, uh, new sponsor here, new itch sponsor for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Really happy, really happy to have him on. It's Credit Karma and Credit Karma Money. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Sounds pretty good. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five grand. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. That'd be pretty sweet. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Really excited for this guy to join us. Stephen Baca, there are Kyler Murray's parents, 
and Steven Baca. I feel like that's the inner circle for Kyler Murray from when he was in high school to now. Trainer, longtime friend. Steven Baca joins Locked On Cardinals. Steven, thank you much, so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on. All right. So, so let's start at the beginning. How long have you been training Kyler Murray, training with him? And did you see from an early age that this dude was going to be where he is now? Yeah, so I started working with Kyler when he was 16. He's sophomore year, going into his junior year of high school. Um, I work for a program called Performance Course. Uh, we, we train athletes at the high schools, and we work with Allen High School, which is where he was. Um, he came to us. Man, he's, he's 16. He's skinny. He's scrawny. He's coming off of, in that year, his first state championship as a sophomore. Um, and since then, and we've been together ever since. You know, really started not not super personal to be honest. He he was one of the the 300 that were there, and then as time went on, um, our relationship grew and grew. Especially as he left high school, we really got close when he was at A&M, and from there was history. He would always come back and train with me when he was in town, and then it just kind of just kind of stuck. We just knew that if he was going to be working out, I was going to be the guy with him. That's just kind of how it went. Since we're starting kind of back in the high school days, how did you kind of attack him being a two-sport star at the time, you know, training for baseball and training for football? Well, you know, any, anytime you have a quarterback, he's similar to a baseball player anyway. You, you have an overhead thrower, so you have shoulder uh, issues to make sure you look out for. So we do some adjustments to make sure from a quarterback standpoint, it actually goes hand-in-hand with how we would train baseball players. So it's a pretty smooth transition to work with quarterbacks and baseball guys. You do a few things different. A lot of times when you can specialize and, and make them feel in a big group, like, hey, they're taken care of, they're a little bit specialized, they don't feel so much in the crowd as much as they do special. And so early on, you know, for him, I, I, I've said this on other podcasts and I've said this in other interviews, my number one priority with Kyler is don't screw it up. And that's the same from he was a junior in high school, he's 16, to – you know, he's a 24, 25-year-old Pro Bowl, Heisman Trophy winner, rookie of the year. I say to myself every day that I walk in there, my number one goal is don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Steven Baca, longtime trainer of Kyler Murray, joining us here, Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Baca underscore nation at B-A-C-A underscore nation. When was the moment that you knew that he was special? Like, is there a flashbulb moment where you're like, this kid is short, he's fast, he's a quarterback, he's a baseball player, this is it, this is the moment? You know, it, there, there's probably a lot of those moments. When you watch him play, you kind of time stood still a little bit, and you see what's going on in front of you, and you're kind of like, man, is this? I'm not, I got to check my eyes. Is it, have I ever seen this before? Because you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and say, this is the greatest player I've ever seen in front of my eyes. But there's times where you watch what he does. And here's the funniest part. I, I, there's so much difference between the person that I train every day and the person that I watch compete on the field. Sometimes I watch him and I tell my wife, I'm like, like that, that's not the same guy that I see every day when we train. Like, like, He's my friend when we train. He's my boy. He goes out there and competes the way he does. And it almost like it's a different human. It's like he's in such an element of his own that it's hard to even wrap your mind around. So there, there's plenty of moments to look to. But there's one, you know, when he played his senior year 
uh, I'll never forget against Dallas Skyline. It's in the regional quarterfinals, and and we're down three scores. Which uh, Alan, in three years that I was there with him, you're we're never down three scores ever, <laughs> ever. And there is such panic on the sideline. You would have thought, you would have thought that every single person's goldfish died. We're we're we're, <laughs> we're feeling every emotion of how sad we are. Like it's already over. And and Kyler looks to the defensive coordinator. And he says. Get the ball back, and I'm going to score. That's all I said. Defense score, okay. They get the ball back, two plays, score. He looked at me, and he said, I'm having you know kind of unemotional. He, he looked at me straight stone face and said, we're winning this game. Get the ball back, we'll do it again. Got the ball back, scored in three plays. Now, the defense is starting to be like, okay, if we just get in the ball, stuff's going to happen. And the way I saw him subtly in his perfect way of how he is, because like he's not the, the typical leader that we all think of. Get in front, rah rah, scream, you know, make a big speech. That's not who he is. But what we need to appreciate is how he leads, the dynamic way that fits who he is. That we don't want people to lead any other way than the way they were created. And when I saw him in that moment, lead with a subtle, quiet confidence, with uh, the mindset. That was a killer mentality. When you looked in his eyes, you just said, oh, yeah, we're not losing. (laughs) And so we came back from that game. We ended up winning by 18. Get that. We're down by three scores in the third quarter. We win by 18. Once he told everyone, hey, kind of like Aaron Rodgers, relax. Hey, chill, I got this. Everybody fell in line, did their role. and, And that sort of was like, to me, a moment that sticks out where I said, holy cow. (laughs) <laughs> this dude, this dude's about to be special, you know. That's that's definitely a woman one that sticks out of the many. Yeah, you can hear the uh, your horse Steven is horse because he's been training all day. That's the uh, of course at performancecourse.com. You can check him out and what they're doing over there. Incredible things and you know, was there ever a moment and this isn't like a gotcha moment for you Steven. We're not here to do that kind of thing. We're just uh, talking about our favorite quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, but was there ever a moment where he switched, where he turned to switch and he said Steven or Bacher or whatever he calls, he said, "Let's get ready for the NFL draft." Did, when did that happen? Well, t- to answer that, we're going to have to back up. All right. A&M, okay? We're at a and If you follow Kyler for a while, you kind of know the quarterback deal there. When he made the decision to transfer, or really prior to that, he started to really lean on me. Our relationship grew when he went through adversity at A&M. For me, the number one thing I tell the guys that I work with is moments of adversity reveal to us or character that's already there. Who are we when things get really tough? We talked every day about how we can make each moment at AM his best moment, whether he's a supporting cast for Kyle Allen or he's the guy that gets his number called. And so it was a constant, hey, let's we're not gonna feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're gonna make this moment and turn it to our advantage. Whatever our role we play, we're gonna make that the best role we have. And so through the course of that time, as really you know, you got to think about a kid 16 years old and has everybody in a town thinking he is a celebrity, which he was. Then he, then he has kind of a, a bump in the road and everyone's ghosted. They leave us, right? That was a moment where me and him really, where he kind of saw, oh, this guy cares about me past the football player. And that's what I tell Kyler all the time. Man, Kyler the athlete, awesome. I love Kyler the human 
the guy who can impact millions of people, the guy who has a platform that young people look at and can be changed by, that's the Kyler that I invest in. That's the one that I love. So in those moments, I got to show him, hey, I'm here for you, regardless of if your success isn't as high in the field as it has been in the past. And I think that's a moment where for us, that trust was really built. He, then from then on, when he comes home, I'm the first call. Hey, I'm home from this day to this day. What time can you go? I'm home from this. And he understands I've got a full-time job. He works around my schedule. What, what Heisman Trophy winner do you know that if I say, hey, I got to go at 5 a.m.? He says, bet, I'm there. Hey, I got to go at 4.30. Here's my schedule. It, it's every day with him. My schedule changes. And he follows in line, and he, he, he knows what, what the deal is. So ever since that moment of that trust, he comes home, he's calling me. So there really wasn't a moment where it's like, hey, let's flip a switch, because we've been after greatness since day one. So the thought process of, hey, it's NFL, now we got to change the game, well, that would have required or, 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 or been understood that he wasn't already working with that same mentality. And there's one thing I tell people, when he works, when he is there and he works, the kind of effort and laser focus that he has, I've never trained another athlete that's the same. Like the killer instinct that he has when he plays is the same that he has when he trains. So there really wasn't this moment that's like, okay, now it's time to turn it on because that's the way he operates when it when the whistle blows and it's time to work. That's the way he's been operating since I've known him. So, you know, to answer your question, it started a long time ago, but it's that consistency of always being in his mind, here's my goals, I'm trying to be great from moment one. There, when you're already trying to chase greatness, you don't ever have to start. So that's kind of the answer I have for that one. Steven Baca, a longtime friend and trainer of Kyler Murray. Next time you guys hug, can I be a part of it? Like after that, now I feel like part of the family. Um, Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Alex Clancy Bobrock, Steven Baca joining us here at Baca underscore nation on Twitter. So let me ask you one more college question, and then we'll shift to the NFL in the next segment, okay? Sure. What, what I thought from afar, watching Kyler Murray, I knew nothing about him at Oklahoma. Nothing. I had no tie to Texas high school football. Nothing. I just knew that he was going to be the starting quarterback, and he'd only been there one year. The flashball moments for me was the 65-yard touchdown run up the sideline during the Red River rivalry, Red River shootout, right after Texas had scored, and I'm like, holy bleep, who the hell is this kid? That's the one yeah. I remember. And because uh, uh, Bo and I both have a guy that we used to uh, co-host shows with that is a huge Texas Longhorn fan, so we were going back and forth with it. I remember that. And then number two, the rest of the college football playoff game after the first quarter against Alabama, where the first time I saw the Kyler Murray hop into the end zone <laughs> on a run play, which yeah. is going to endear so many people that don't, don't know about Kyler. It's the little hop, and we've seen it obviously in the NFL. In college, was it one of those two, was, or were you questioning his chance to play at the next level at Oklahoma at any point? I wasn't, and here's why. I was there at that game in the Red River rivalry, and we're down, you know, whenever we were, a couple scores. He runs to that, that run up the sideline, and me and a couple other guys who were there with his family that were that people that have seen it before – just looked at each other and people around and said, we've seen this before, but this, this is not, this is not a shock. This is not a surprise. This is what he does. You know, and, and if the defense gets the ball back in that game, if the defense gets us the ball back, the game's over. And, and we've seen it before. But to answer your question, 
we we play Madden together sometimes. I, I'm not the big. I got two kids. I'm not the biggest video game guy. He beats me a lot, um, <laughs> but I want to say he's got more practice. That's the only reason. But th- there's this one moment. It's about May, prior to his first season. He comes over. We're playing video games. I promise you, you get, I'm not making this up. He looks at me. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna win the Heisman this year." And I said, "Okay." Now listen, I'm a believer, right? I love Kyler. Uh, but but he's my he's my friend and I'm I keep it real with him. So I say okay, well, what like I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but what makes you say that? Like what makes you say that you're gonna win? And he said, "Listen, I've never in my life understood what is being asked of me, my reads from one to ten, from where I start, where I check down, what's happening in the play. Never have I understood the game." like I do right now. Never have I studied so much, have I prepped so much. I know from the snap of the football to the last play, every single possibility that could happen from the defensive side, from the offensive side, and I don't care what's thrown at me, with the guys that we have and the scheme that we have, I'm telling you I'm going to win the Heisman. And when he told me that, I said, okay, okay. Such confidence in what, and I want to make this clear, he did not say that arrogantly. This is a guy who probably has every reason to be arrogant, in my, in my experience with him, it's not the way he carries himself, but he said that, and that's why I asked him, why did you say that? When he explained to me his grasp on the game, how much his maturity through, because you got to remember, you go from being the star of the show to back up kind of in and out of the game at AM to sitting out completely because you're redshirting to sitting behind Baker for a year. That will humble you, right? You're not in the spotlight. That will humble you. So what he did is he... Owned, honed his craft. He, he studied the game. He learned. He understood how to, how to break down film. He understood how to love and live what he needs to do from a scheme standpoint. When he explained that to me, there was not a doubt in my mind, not one doubt in my mind, that what he said was going to come true. And so it wasn't the Texas moment. It wasn't the, the, the bowl game. I, I knew for moment one when he sat down and told me, this is the year. So... From there on out, it was just watching unfold kind of what he told me was going to happen. It was a blast to watch. Stephen Baca, man, you're not getting off that easy. That was part one of this interview. Coming up <laughs> next, we're doing Throwdown Thursday. And then part two of this interview with Stephen Baca at Baca underscore Nation, Kyler Murray's longtime friend and trainer, will be on Friday's podcast. This is how we do podcasting when it's not live. It's fantastic. Uh, coming up next, Throwdown Thursday, Bo Brock and myself. But first, it's time to talk about rockauto.com. If you've listened to this podcast for more than 10 minutes, you know that I love talking about these guys. It makes my life easier. I need tail lamps? Cool. Rockauto.com. I need paint? Cool. Rockauto.com. I don't have to go anywhere. I work from home now, man. I don't have time to go to a chain storefront and lollygag around and say, where the hell is all this stuff? Rockauto.com has got me covered in my PJs. The prices are reliably low. The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers alike. So you don't get upcharged because you're not a manufacturer, which is pretty sweet. They've been around for 20 years, online, family business. Go to rockauto.com, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, they're great, but they don't taste as good as Bill Bars. Right, Bo? No doubt about it. I mean, we're going to have our 
weekly debate, our Throwdown Thursday, but one thing we can agree on is that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. No doubt about it. We had our guy Mike reach out to us on our new YouTube channel yesterday. He said, hey guys, just tried the Built Bar and it was amazing. Mike's been listening to this podcast for at least a year, Alex, and he finally took the plunge. What the hell took so long? Built Bar. It's where tasty and healthy, it's where those worlds collide. We're not just like saying this for for our own satisfaction, our own health, whatever it may be. We're doing it because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Nine delicious flavors, equally healthy as they are delicious. 17 grams of protein in most bars, 130 calories. That's it. Four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Right now, be like Mike. He even set us a screenshot of him placing his first order and saving 15%. All you had to do was go to the website, BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's time. It's Thursday. It's time for Throwdown Thursday. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody watching on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, just about as much as I appreciate this layup I get every week on Thursdays as the last segment where I just punish Bo with all of his abhorrent and boring takes around the world of football. Um, I do like that I get to host this so I can open with that every time. It's fantastic. Get a little leg up. This to- The topic for Throw It On Thursday, Bo brought this one up. Really good one. Who needs to be a breakout star for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021 in an effort to move the ball down the road in an effort to get them to be a playoff team. I'm going to take the lead on this one. Bo got last week. Who needs to be the one big breakout star for the Arizona Cardinals, aside from all the other stars, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, etc.? It's Chase Edmonds. And the only reason why it's Chase Edmonds is because everybody thinks it's going to be Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds has been put into this RB1 pressured role, which is very unfair. Do I think Chase Edmonds could be an RB1? Sure. Do I think he's going to be an old-school RB1, touching the ball 25 times and moving the ball smash-mouthedly down the field? No, I don't. He is a Cliff Kingsbury potential RB1 in this offense, where he could touch the ball 20 times a game. Six of them could be receptions. He could be in the top five in RB receptions at the end of 2021 season. I I don't see that as too far-fetched. But with you, when you look at the ring back room, you have a James Conner who's this first year in his offense. He's been injured the majority of his career, except for the first year after Le'Veon Bell left. Chase Edmonds hasn't had the carries to make people believe truly, aside from Arizona Cardinals truthers saying he's going to be the guy. So with all of those pressures, some warranted, some not, he has to be the guy. He has to be the running back that moves the ball down the field for this team. He has to be the guy that will get third and shorts if James Conner's hobbled or he's not getting the ball rolling with with the run block schemes that are currently set up with the offensive line. There is added pressure due to media, fantasy football, his head coach, where I hope Chase Edmonds succeeds. And if he doesn't succeed, the Cardinals are going to have a tougher time getting to the mountaintop of making the playoffs than if he does. So that's why Chase Edmonds, for me, is the guy that has to be the number one breakout star for the Cardinals in 2021. 
You should have an immediate DQ for smash mouthedly. Is that a word that you used? I know, it doesn't Google exist. Google it, bro. I will. I will. And Google will immediately yeah, just throw me off of the internet. <laughs> so, I, look, I don't disagree with, with Chase Edmonds. He's got to be an integral role. He's got to have an integral role in this, in this office because we've seen what it does when he has success, especially when he finds the end zone. What we, what he's like, the Cardinals are 7-2 and two when he scores touchdowns. One of my favorite token stats on each game day. But, look. Yeah. No doubt about it. The breakthrough player for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021, you, you got a couple other options. We, we, we thought about Christian Kirk. We thought about Byron Murphy for that defensive secondary. But it's got to be 2020 eighth overall pick, Isaiah Simmons. It has to be him because he's such a freakish athlete that his impact could transcend just uh, the defense being good. Like it could just, it could take the Arizona Cardinals. To the next level, if he can be the kind of player that they thought he was when he fell into their lap last draft. Because 6'4", 238, 43940, Swiss Army knife. And he, unfortunately, had to drink out of a fire hose as far as learning six positions last year. Isaiah Simmons, if you just look at the college statistics, he didn't really do anything his first year. He took a leap in his second year. In his third year, he was one of the best players in the country. So you got to imagine that he, just by you know being in that building, is going to take a jump from year one to year two. And with Zayvon Collins being another young linebacker in this defense, it's going to be key for Simmons to be that guy that he can kind of rely upon that's going to know where to be and make big plays. And man, the Arizona Cardinals, if they could have Isaiah Simmons take a leap in year two, They've got the linebacking core of the future. Why not? I mean, I know that there's like, okay, Chase Edmonds, he needs to run the ball and be effective, but you've got a guy who could be like a generational type talent in Isaiah Simmons that could just like, you could just hang your hat on the defense if the, if the offense struggles once again down the stretch. Give me Isaiah Simmons, breakout player of the year. Give me the other, give me the throwdown Thursday victory, and then give me the second part of Steven Baca's uh, interview tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, this is a very Brady Bunchy throw it on Thursday because we're both right. <laughs> you know, if, you, if either one works. Now, the interesting part about both of the people that we mentioned, they both have some heat on them. James Conner coming in more established than Chase Edmonds. He's obviously got more run in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're a very, they run so many plays and it, it was Le'Veon Bell forever. It was 35 touches a game at times for Le'Veon Bell. James Conner got that. His body broke down a little bit. Obviously, cancer survivor. He's overcome way more than just football injuries to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals today. And then you have Zayvon Collins, as you mentioned. I almost picked Zayvon Collins as the, as, the, as the breakout player. And the reason why is he's set up by all accounts of NFL history to fail. By all accounts of NFL history, his size, his height, his speed at inside linebacker has never been done before. So you have two inside linebackers that average a 6'4 height, which isn't what happens. It's not what happens in the NFL. So the breakout star, Zayvon Collins, could be interesting, but that would also kind of jettison Isaiah Simmons' chances of having a role on this team potentially, at least from the inside linebacker position. Now, we'll see if they move him outside um, to start the season. Again, as you mentioned, he trained in what, for for six positions, you said, this off, this past offseason? No, so, during the regular season last year, yeah. Oh, during the regular season, right. Yeah. So both of the people that we have as breakout stars have some heat on them for very different reasons. Like, it, it's going to be a trip to watch. And as Bo mentioned, we've got a wrap for today. We've gone long because 
It was necessary to do so. It was awesome. Part two of the Stephen Bach interview is going to be segment two tomorrow, where we dive more into NFL Kyler, starting from the Dan Patrick interview during Super Bowl week, all the way through his the greatest quote Kyler Murray ever uttered, in my opinion. I'll ask Stephen Bach about that as well. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, thanks for hanging with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.